Welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I'm a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. My guest this evening on this very special edition of End of Days will be joined by Karen Jackson. She is the owner and manager of KNYE 95.1 FM in Pahrump, Nevada. She, of course, purchased this radio station from Art Bell. Way back in 2008, Karen has done an extraordinary job for her community. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Always an honor and pleasure to be here. There is a lot to cover tonight. I believe my guest is ready to go. Yes, Michael. How are you? I'm very well. I'm enjoying this beautiful evening here in Perun. Wonderful. Welcome to the program. It's great to finally talk to you here. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you. So am I. So am I. How's the weather out there in Pahrump, by the way? It's just been beautiful spring weather, uh, but the heat is coming, believe me. Very nice. And, of course, I'm out here in El Centro where the sun shows no mercy. I know. I'm very familiar with California. I moved from San Diego to here. I, exactly. I'm not sure how on earth you did that, Karen. So let's go full circle here. Let's go way back uh, to your roots, Karen. Take us through how all of this came to be. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Um. Well, I moved to Pahrump in 2003. I didn't know anybody. I bought a big, expensive house. I didn't have a job. And I just figured when I got here, I'd figure it out. All of my friends decided they would commit me. They thought I lost my mind. But <laughs> I don't know. Something just told me I needed to be here. And I got a job at a new car dealership here in town selling cars. And that's where I met Ramona Bell. Um, they had me doing the commercials for the dealership. And Ramona and I kind of became buddies in a way. And I had never... Um, met yeah. Art. I had talked to him on the phone a couple of times, but um, I had never met him face to face. And Ramona died suddenly uh, January of 2005, and I wanted to go to the funeral, so I called Art, and he, of course, put me on the list. And I met Art at the funeral, where he walked up and said, you must be Karen. And I said, you must be Art. And he took my hand and he held my hand through the whole funeral. And then after, he walked me to my car. And, you know, you go to the reception thing afterwards. Yeah. And he invited me to come. And I followed him there. And he met me at the car, took my hand, and held my hand through the whole reception. And at that point, he said to me, I need you to run my radio station. And I looked at him and I said, I, I don't think today's a good day to talk about this. Um you know, it's just not a good time. Right. So I, I went back to my normal job at the car dealership, and he had an ad running on the radio station for a manager. And two weeks went by, and he called me on the phone. It was very late at night. He's such a night owl. And he said, are you going to do this or not? 
And I said, well, you have an ad running. He goes, oh, that's plan B. He said, come over. And I said, I'm not coming to your house at 11 at night. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. And that's how that all began. He must have been really broken up during this. Art, oh, my goodness. He, he just must have he been was a shambles. mess. Yeah, it sounds like it. He was really a mess. And um, many times he said to me over the years, you know, I'd be dead if it wasn't for you because I pushed him. That's that's You deep. know, he, he, he was getting into that cranky depression. Yes. And I just kept pushing him because I just wasn't going to let him think. And we didn't get along. We never get along. We fight like brother and sister. Yeah, you had a that, very that, complicated relationship with Art. Yeah, but it was it was the most wonderful. Um, we were like brother and sister. Yes. And we fought like brother and sister. But if I was sick, he would call every day to make sure I took my medicine. Um, if I was in the hospital, he'd drive the nurses crazy. I mean, he was a he was my protector. That's very sweet of him. No, I think I said to him, you know, you know why you take you take such good care of me. He goes, no, and I said, because you have no one to fight with. <laughs> That's funny. Well, because every, everybody was a yes man to Art. Yeah. Because of who he was, but to me, I thought so. He was always just Art. You know, um, it, he wasn't Art Bell to me. He was just Art, and that's the way we got along. Yeah, understood. And he promised me he would teach me everything about radio. He lied because he gave me the checkbook and the keys and basically left for the Philippines. And I knew nothing about radio, and I do mean nothing. I had to learn on my own. Yeah, how did you figure all these things out on your own, if you don't mind me asking? Manuals. You just read a lot. And, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. And um, well, I did have some support from Scott Studios. Um, I think Dave Ryan actually wanted to just check me off his list, but that's how I got through it. Well, you've done an amazing job. People still tune you know, in and listen. I, I, I listen to a lot of radio stations, and I'd say, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, that sounds like a good thing. You know, I would critique them and try to take the best of it all and put it into canine. Um, and if something didn't work, I changed it. It, it. it was just like trial and error. And I can remember, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time uh, Art was in the Philippines and I was talking to him and I said, oh, we start streaming tomorrow. He goes, you do? I said, this is when he's still on the station. I said, yeah, we do. And I said, I'm really excited. And so the next day, just before I went on air, Art calls me. And he goes, you know, I don't want to make you nervous or anything, Karen, but do you realize anybody in the whole world can hear you today? And I said, oh, thank you, Art. That really no pressure. made me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. I mean, it's really insane. Once you really uh, try to break down the numbers, that Art was actually pulling in anywhere from 30 million listeners when Art was actually hosting the show, I, I, I read. Oh, yeah. That's, that's insane. Oh, but it's so, so true. I can't even wrap my mind I mean, around those numbers. I, I, it's, my God. Oh, I know. 
And, you know, over the years, of course, I've dealt with a lot of his fans, and they truly love him. Oh, yes. I'm sure you get get calls every day about art since everything's happened. (sighs) Even before. Well, yeah, before, it it kind of slowed down over the last um, five, six years, you know, when he retired, and then he went back, and then he retired. Um, the, I didn't wasn't getting as many calls as I normally was getting, but yes, since his passing, it's uh, it's been a madhouse. Oh yes, I can imagine. And by the way, speaking of his other shows, he did when he was on Sirius. What what was your pain on that? What was say that again? You kind of broke up. What was your opinion on him being on Sirius for that short time? Um, you know I. I told him it was, you know, it was good for his fans. Um, He was, the reason he was such a short time is because Sirius was not getting the audio fixed like he wanted it. And uh, he kind of battled with them for a while. And then he said, Karen, I'm I'm just not going to do it. They're not, you know, they're not doing what they said they were going to do. So that's why it was so short-lived. Yeah, a lot of people actually enjoyed listening to that rendition of his program. Oh, yeah. Well, anytime Art is on, they enjoy listening. I mean, that's that's the draw he had. Yep. I mean, he will, he will never be equal as far as uh, a radio person. I really don't like, think so. Yeah. I really don't believe anyone will ever surpass him. No, this no. Won't happen. He was the master. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And that leads me... To ask you about his later show, Dark Matters. No, Midnight in the Which Desert. Which one? Oh, Midnight in the Desert. Yes, you were actually carrying that program, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I yeah I carried uh, Midnight in the Desert. I carried Dark Matters. Um, in fact, Dark Matters is starting again tonight with us. They have a new host, and um, right. so far it's been doing very well. So I'm their flagship radio station that's going to put them live tonight. And that's tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. And a lot of people are curious your opinion on Heather Wade. If I remember correctly, you posted something about her on Facebook, if I recall. Recently? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've, um, I have been disappointed with Heather uh, since Art's passing. And um, it's it's really rather personal. I just uh, I'm just not happy with the turn of events. That's all I'm going to say. Understood. No problem. And of course, you were friends with Erin. How is she? Yes, I'm like her. Right. I'm like her mother. Ah. How how is she doing? By the way. Um. You know, she has good days and bad days. Like anyone that has lost someone that's close to them. Um. But she's a strong, strong woman, and she'll get through this. My job now is to protect the family. And Art pounded that into my head for 13 years. So, you know, that's that's my job now. Another thing people have been curious about was when Art exited that program. He said people were shooting at his house. Now, you know what? I'm going to tell you. A lot, I, I saw what people posted on Facebook um, yes. about that, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, it was a publicity thing for him and whatever. But people, it, it, that's not true. 
that man had approached me at the station. Um, when I pulled up to my mailbox, he came roaring around the corner and pulled his car up face to face with mine. And he jumps out of the car and he's got something in his hand. And I, I just jumped in my car and went around him and, and went into the station and, and closed the gate. Um, when this happened, this man left the station and drove over to Art's house and pounded on his front door. And Art's reaction was the same as mine, you know, get, get the heck away from me. Um, so when Art was telling me about somebody shooting at him, I said, can I describe this man to you? And I said, yeah. I said, he's heavy set, light hair. I said, a little bit taller than me. Art said, yeah. I said, I know who that guy is. So what Art was telling was the truth. Um, yes. One night he was broadcasting, and the guy appeared in the window holding a shotgun. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And then the next night, Art was walking uh, to the studio to go do his show, and the guy shot right over his head, and Art hit the ground. And, you know, he called Aaron and told her he was afraid to stand up. And it's pitch dark out there, believe me. It's out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, he told Aaron to call the sheriff. Well, the land all around them is, is uh, government land, and it's all desert. And there's no way they're going to find a shotgun shell because Art didn't know where it came from. It just went right over his head. So that was all true, uh, what Art had told everyone. That was true. Yeah, lots of confusion with that story. Lots of people thought he was simply making it up. No, no. <laughs> Believe me. No, he wasn't. Because the guy, like I said, the man approached me first. And quite honestly, he scared the heck out of me. I mean, he just jumps out of the car and he's running at me. He's got something in his hand. I don't know what it is. And he's got my car blocked. Uh, that's that's kind of aggressive. Yeah, I believe you. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're making this yeah. up. Oh, no, I'm not making it up. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're being very honest with, with me here tonight. And I really appreciate that, by the way. I know this is not easy. You broke up again. Are you there, Michael? I'm here. I, I was just saying, I know this is not easy. So I really do appreciate you uh, sharing this with us. Well, you know, uh, um, I have good days and bad days as well. Um, I did a memorial yeah. show for art. Yeah, tell me uh, about and that. It, it, in a way, it's, it's a very healing process. It wasn't wasn't Heather Waite supposed to be on there with you? Uh, yes, she was. And do you know why she was not? Because uh, the turn of events, I just didn't. Uh, I see. I just didn't push it. Understood, understood. And of course, she had done a recent interview. I'm not sure if you are familiar with that. No, I, I actually don't follow. Uh, Heather. Well, she mentioned that she's taking on the role of Art Bell's legacy. Um, any comment? Oh, well, I did hear that from her uh, ex-producer, Keith. Um, I'm sure <clears throat> there, there's probably going to be a situation. I don't know. It seems like it, right? It seems like it to me, but, you know, I can't confirm that. It's just my thoughts. Right, right, right. Well, hopefully everything works out in the end. Very unfortunate situation. Well, it is a very unfortunate situation, um, and it's a situation that should have never happened.
and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. And I must and, I must ask you, uh, Karen, by the way, because I know you don't want to spend too much time on, on that subject there. Where exactly were you when you got the news that Art passed? I'm curious. Well, I was actually probably the first one to know. I normally am not at the station on Friday. I only work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday as far as doing a show. But I had some production to do, so I was over at the station. And Erin called, and she was very, very upset. I could hardly understand what she was trying to tell me. And I told her to take a breath because I couldn't understand her. And all I could get out of her was, Art's not moving. Okay. Well, Art is a prankster, always has been. He has a wicked humor. So I thought to myself, oh, God, he's scaring the hell out of her again. So, but still something told me that maybe something really was wrong. So I said to Aaron, I'm on my way. And I called uh, our fire chief, Scott Lewis, and I said, I need a unit uh, out at Arts. I said, I don't, I don't know what's really going on, but it doesn't sound good. So he said, okay, so he's rolling, I'm rolling, and I called a neighbor that's a friend, and I said, you know, would you get up to Art's house? Because I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm on my way, but I'm still 20 minutes away. So she went up to see what was going on, and then when I got up there, um, he was just in bed, asleep. He was still warm, um, but no pulse. He was gone. My goodness. And what a time to pass, too. Friday the 13th. I'll leave it to Art. <laughs> I, how does, I mean, how does that even happen? I wonder what I mean, he would have... <laughs> I wonder what he would have thought if you would have told him, hey, you know, one day you're going to pass on Friday the 13th, Art. You know, in his mind, he probably had planned this for years. You know, when I die, it's going to be on Friday the 13th. I, <laughs> he, 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 that, that's how his mind would work. So he probably thought about that for years. He probably wouldn't want it any other way. No, he wouldn't have. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I get the sense. So of course you, yeah. mm -hmm, you of course attended the funeral. Um, how many people were there by, by any, by any chance? Do you recall? Um, I, I had security there. Um, it was a very private service. There was probably about 30 people there. Pretty decent crowd. Oh, we would have had more. Well, we yeah, just tried yeah. to keep it uh, sort of small, close friends, yeah, yeah. and family. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And lo lots of people are wondering why Heather did not attend the funeral. Is there? Do you know why? Uh, she she was supposed to attend the funeral, uh, but then she she was actually supposed to drive. Uh, Aaron to the funeral, and uh, I find out at the last minute that she decided she couldn't handle it and was not going to go. So I had to quickly get a ride for Aaron to the to the service. Um, I, I did talk to her afterwards, and she said she just you know couldn't handle it. That uh, she was afraid she would make a big scene and embarrass me. And I said. I have no connection to you. The only one that would be embarrassed would be you. Um, so that's not sure where the that, reason she, she didn't come. I'm not sure that why that line of thinking even came to her head. I, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. And Heather is not my concern. 
My concern is the family. And if she didn't want to go to the funeral, that's certainly, you know, her choice. Right. So uh, I told her I thought she would regret not going, but, you know, that remains to be seen. You know, that reminds me of something. There was one time where I, I didn't visit my aunt, who was uh, very sick in the hospital one day. Mm-hmm. And when she got out, I was just real. I, I just had these very strong emotions that I thought one day she would pass from uh, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hugged her when, when I, when she got out of the hospital and I cried and I told her I was sorry. I didn't, I didn't make it. And mm-hmm. a few months later it came back and she passed away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think about things like that all the time. Oh yeah. You don't want to regret things like um, that. No, you don't. And, um, I, I think that'll probably be one regret that Heather will have. Um, I don't know that for a fact. It's just me speculating. But um, I certainly, if I didn't go, I would certainly have regretted it. And I actually had to get up and speak. And oh my! I said, I said to myself, "Oh dear, <clears throat> I don't know if I can do this." And then I said, if I don't do this, I'm going to hate myself. So I managed to get through that. But it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. That was the right but thing I'm to do. But I'm glad I did it. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. Well, people feel that I probably know him best next to Aaron. And they're probably right. You know, Art and I came down a long road in a very short period of time. Indeed. When he hired me, he did not know me, and I didn't know him. And yet he trusted me with everything. Uh, when he went to the Philippines, he, I had all his powers of attorney and all of that stuff. And I used to tell him when he was in the Philippines, you know, you had better behave yourself because if you don't, I'm going to sell everything you have, oh, and I'm going to move to Jamaica and live like Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, I like that. And uh, he, yeah, that was always a joke I had with him. But um, I probably did know Art best next to Aaron. And I'll tell you, not a day goes every day at eleven o'clock. Right, right. I miss Art. I don't blame you. I don't Art blame would, you. No, Art would call every day, every morning at eleven o'clock, so that he could decide what we were going to argue about for the rest of the day. That's that's fun. I know. That's a fun, but yeah, yes, a fun the conversation. Mon- the Monday before he passed away, I had to put my little dog down, and the vet was coming to the house. And Art got up early that Monday, and he was on the phone with me all day, mm. giving me support all day. That's all nice. Day. Yeah. Sorry so, about your, yeah. I'm sorry about your dog. I'm I'm a dog person myself. Oh well, Buddy was 15, and it was time. Yeah. So, you know, that's the best best act of love you can give an animal. Yes, I agree. You know. And when he left when they're t- mm-hmm. and when he left to the Philippines, what on earth were you thinking? Did you feel like What was I thinking? Yeah, were you thinking like, My God, now I'm all alone. I have no idea what's going on. No, happen. we actually we actually had a quite a big fight about it, you know. He said, you know, I'm going to go to the Philippines. I'm going to get married. And I said, fine, go live your life in La La Land. I got a radio station to run. 
even though I didn't know how. <laughs> so I was pretty upset with him, to say the least. Yes. Well, those but are just... then when he came back, mm-hmm. two years later, he comes back, and he called me on Christmas Eve. And we we spent holidays together. You know, they would come for Thanksgiving, and, and uh, we'd get together for Christmas. Sometimes they'd come for dinner, some not. But we always got together on Christmas Day, whether it be in the morning or the afternoon. Um, so he calls me on Christmas Eve, and he says, you want to buy the radio station? And I started laughing. I said, all right, you pay me really well, but you don't pay me that well. And he goes, that's not the question. The question is, do you want to buy the radio station? And I said, yes, I love the radio station. He goes, well, fine, get your own damn financing because I'm not doing it. I said, that's fine. Well, that's when we were going into the recession. Yes. And banks mm-hmm. banks don't exactly know how to loan on radio stations. They don't know how to value the FCC license. So anyway, the bank decided that they were going to do the loan for me. And they called me and they called Art and told us to be at the bank in the morning. And that was in the morning when they called. And then they called in the afternoon and said they changed their minds. They weren't going to do the loan. So I called Art and I said, well, I guess you put the station up for sale because the bank changed their mind. And he goes, they told me they were doing it. I said, I know, but they just called and said they're not doing it. So he said, fine, I'll carry the loan. Go to the title company. So I went over to the title company, and we had it done in three days. And then when the economy came back up, uh, I was able to find a very brave lending officer that said, you know, I know there's a good loan here. I just have never done a radio station. He said, but I'm going to figure this out. And it actually took him a year, but he did get the loan done. So, you know, that's how that all came about. And the rest is history, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> well, it, it, I I never wanted to do a radio show. That was not my that was intention. Not your, yeah, that was not your calling in life. No, no. Um, but Art kept pushing me and kept pushing me and kept pushing me. Art had a way of pushing me. That would, I'm usually not easily pushed, but he has a way of pushing my button. Ah, I see. That would make me do something even though I didn't want to do it. Right. Uh, we had, we had a big gun issue here in town and, um, Art called me on the phone and he was literally yelling at me, open that mic, open that mic. I said, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. He said, you open that mic, you won't have to worry. Those phones are going to light up like a Christmas tree. And he was right. And he was right. And he was right. So once I got my feet wet, I couldn't back out of it because every day he would say, open that mic. You know, every day, open the mic. Yeah, Art was really into into politics. He even had a political Mm -hmm. program before. At at one point, at one, yeah, at one point, but then when he went into the, other in politics wasn't as important to him. Yeah. However, him and I would discuss politics quite often. Um, he was always gloom and doom. <laughs> Hard to imagine. And, uh, yeah, we would, we would, we would argue pretty regularly about things, but he didn't do that on, on the radio too much. Yeah. My goodness. Seems like you yeah. had great times with Art. 
Well, actually, yeah, I, I've kept a journal on art for 13 years, actually over 13 years, of some of his antics and things. And I had told Art, I said, I'm going to write a book on you. Ah, so you are going to write a book. He, he said, don't lie. I said, oh, God, Art, I don't have to lie. Trust me. Um, and once I get my emotions under control, I will probably finish the book. I'm about halfway done. But it's 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 about art away from the mic. It's not art behind the mic. Everybody knows art behind the mic. Very few people know the private art that I knew. I'm very curious now to read this book. Oh, it's just all these little fun things. No, people that, love it, though. People are going to buy that right away. Well, and the money the money's not going to go to me. Uh, it's going in a trust for the kids. Yeah, you know, that's another thing I've read about you, Karen. You um, work very hard for your community. All, all kinds of um, fundraisers and charity events. You've been very good to your yeah, community. Well, that's, that's my job. Yeah. You know, the FCC says small radio stations need to take care of their community, and I take that very seriously. Yes, and tell me about the current format right now. You're, of course, are still playing oldies, and uh, you're still jumping on the mic, correct? Oh, yeah. Three times yeah. a week, or uh, how many? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay, yeah, you're still going on three times a week. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're well, I'm an out. old woman, you know. Well, right. And I, I, I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. Of course, you shouldn't be going to the radio station and uh, going off at times. I understand. Hard work. If people don't realize because Art used to say to me, "I don't feel like doing a show tonight. I think we'll just put on a rerun." And I look at him and say, "What's the matter with you? All you got to do is talk." I mean, you're not doing a real job. You just have to talk. <laughs> right. Well, I ate my words. People don't realize how much work is put into doing a radio show and and how much energy you have to put in your voice. That When you get off air, you're spent. You're absolutely spent. It's true. Even though I sit here for a while, I still get drained. Yeah. Still get drained. Because you're having to put everything into your voice there's no video for them to see so all of your energy has to be in your voice very true and that takes that takes a lot of work yeah not to mention the preparation that goes into it a lot of work oh good grief yeah and then you got to deal with the guests and it's it's like herding cats well i say to people all the time i said you guys think that i come sailing in here at a quarter to one and I go sailing out of here at 4.15. You're wrong. My day starts at 5. I have to do programming. I have to uh, do production. I have to take care of all the stuff. And then I have to prepare for my show. I mean, it's, it's not like I just sail in here and open the mic and believe. Yeah, That's just, not how it works. Right. You're not just waltzing in there. No. No. Oh, yeah. And, and it mm-hmm. it. it it takes a lot of concentration when you're doing your programming and you're doing production. It takes a lot of a lot of focus. Indeed. And going back to Art here for a moment, he talked sure. about yeah he talked a lot about the paranormal and uh, all things <laughs> all things with the fr- yeah all things with the fringe. Have you yourself um, ever experienced anything like that? Um, living in Pahrump, have you ever seen any strange lights in the sky? Um, 
anything of that nature, Karen? No, but I have had sh- I have seen shadow people that he talked about. Really? Tell me. Mm-hmm. I, I I actually thought I was asleep, but I wasn't. <laughs> I thought I was dreaming, and I wasn't. Uh-huh. And there were two shadow people walking in my bedroom. They were like pacing. And I told Art about it. He goes, is that all they did? I said, yeah, that's all they did. They just paced back and forth. And I said, they were there for about 10 minutes, and then they were gone. I would have been scared. Well, since I thought I was sleeping, I thought I was dreaming. But then I realized I was <laughs> sitting straight up in bed. I said, I'm not sleeping. That's a fact. I'm awake. And it was after they left that I kind of got shook up, and that's when I called Art. Of course, it was in the middle of the night, and he said to me, this better be good. I said, there were shadow people. No, he must have. <laughs> they were in my bedroom art, you know. So that's but that's been my only experience. I know a lot of people have had weird things happen out here, um, but that's the only weird thing that I've had happen. By the way, Karen, the chat room says Happy Mother's Day. Well, tell them. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, everyone. Everyone is enjoying this conversation here. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. It's it's fun to be here. I love sharing about art, um, not the art behind the microphone, but, but the real person that he was. And I've had many people over the years call in to my show, and they'll say, Karen, you know, what, what's art really like? And I said, well, number one, he's very, very humble. And number two, he was always a gentleman. I mean, even when we would argue. Yeah. Uh, he was still a gentleman, just a nasty gentleman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had that side to him, no doubt. Uh, and um, I said, I, the way I could describe art is if I was on my deathbed and the death angel was at the foot of my bed and the death angel says, you know, I'll give you another year to live if you give up all your time with Art Bell. My answer would be, take me now, because I would never trade all those years with art um, for anything. He was, you know, he was my best friend, my sparring partner, my worst critic, um, my confidant, and my protector. He meant and everything to you. He's the yeah. best friend he could have ever, ever, ever had. Yeah, he meant a lot to you and meant a lot to multiple people out there. Mm-hmm. And his family, yeah, You know, I'm, you know when art, when art is your protector, you know he really cares for you, you know, as a person. And that's something that, that we shared, the fact that, like I said, we were like brother and sister. And we loved each other that way, as like brother and sister. Yes. Um, so it, it, it was more than my friend. I, I feel like I lost my brother. Yeah, I understand that pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's... It, you have good days and, and you have bad, bad days. Right. I tell Aaron, I'm sure glad you're having a bad day when I'm having a good day and vice versa because otherwise her and I'd be a mess. <laughs> oh, we, yes. One of us is doing good and the other one isn't, so we help each other. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious now. Is she planning to perhaps move away at any time? Or, no. Or do you think she's no. going to stay there? No, she's staying. Okay. I'm curious. L- lots of people have been wondering the same thing. So I'm no, just... she's saying. Okay. 
Very nice, very nice. And the, mm-hmm. by the way, lo- lots of things are going on around um, Pahrump, if I recall. Lots, yeah, of, uh, lots of strange things going on around there. Like what? I believe a, a few days ago, I recall seeing something about an investigation of a hate group. Uh, oh yeah, well oh, we yeah. have we have little sects here of of groups, and um, it's just common for us. It doesn't, you know, like a lot going on. To me, it's just another day in Coral. <laughs> that's how, yeah, that's how I feel about so living get, out here. Yeah, you know, the public want to want to arrest the town board. And, and, uh, we've had numerous fun things go on here over the years. It's quite entertaining to live here. Oh yes, oh yes, lots of strange, mm-hmm. lots of strange things um, happen out here in the desert, especially yeah, they do, especially near uh, the border, like I am. You have all sorts of different problems going on here, and speaking. Oh, of, I know, I remember. Mm-hmm. You've been out here. Yeah, you know what goes on around here. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, lots I of, do. Lots of trouble. Oh, yeah. You could, you could El Centro's easily... been known for that. Oh, yeah. You could easily get into uh, troubling issues if you hang around here too long. That's true. That's very true. Um, but it's the same in, in, in Trump as well. We don't have the same problems you do, but I think a lot of people come here to hide. Um, cause the climate has changed here, uh, a lot over the years. Um, some, some for the better, some for the not so good. Right. Right. And speaking of, um, go, well, you know, going back to Art Bell really quickly here and speaking of his program, were there any favorite shows that he did that you liked? Forgot to ask you that. He, I know this is going to sound really bad. Uh, I only listened to the first hour of our show when he was talking about uh, the family or what he was doing or whatever. Um, I didn't used to listen to the other stuff. And he would say, oh, did you catch my show last night? I'd say, no, you know, I only listened the first hour. So fill me in. Karen, you need to listen to my show. And I said, do you listen to my show? He goes, well, not all the time. I said, well, there you go. I mean, I just was, I, I've never really been into the paranormal or anything like that. But however, when I was married, mm-hmm. I was married to a hot California highway patrolman for Uh-oh. 23 years. Uh-oh. Um, he listened to art every night. Oh, okay. So he's a fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, sometimes when I couldn't sleep, I would say to art, you know, could you read me a book to hear me start snoring and then you can hang up? Because his voice would lull me to sleep. It was very nice. He does have a very odd, calming voice, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He does. He really does. Yeah, he sure. He certainly does. And by the way, mm-hmm. someone wanted to know if it was Art's idea to have the last person touching the car wins it contest. Was that KNY? No, that, no, that was no, that was me. That was your idea. Yeah, I owned the station then. Ah, okay. And of course, someone else wanted to know. I believe that that gentleman is Gravity Sucks. He wanted to know which one of the Thai restaurants in Pahrump is your favorite. Oh, it's it's out on um, Cross Valley Boulevard. It's way I I can't think of the name of it, but it's just a little Thai restaurant, uh, way out kind of in the boonies. Okay, very nice. And 
Uh, the same gentleman wanted to know if you were going to continue to use Art's voice for the time and temperature spots during the day. I will always have Ramona and Art doing the time and temperature. Um, they are the founders of the station. And, in fact, after after I bought the station, Art said to me, Karen, you know, you, you could record over Ramona Uh-oh. for the time and temperature. And I said, um, does it bother you to hear Ramona's voice? And he said, no. And I said, then why would I record over them? Yeah, you I know, said, hearing her voice I, makes me kind of sad. Got to admit that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but they'll always, always uh, be doing the time and temp. Always. Understood. Understood. Are there any mm-hmm. Are there any community events going on uh, soon in Pahrump? Oh, there's always community events. Um, we they just did a, a dinner donation dinner for uh, the VFW Food Bank. Um, we've got Relay for Life coming up, where I always read the names of the people that didn't make it. Um, there's always stuff coming up. In, in in the summer, it gets kind of quiet because it's so hot. But uh, fall through the end of spring, there's always there's always something going on for the community. That's good. I'm glad uh-huh. I'm glad that things like that are going on, especially in, in smaller towns. Well, I describe Pahrump as one big extended family because I can go on air and say. Uh, there's a woman that has cancer. She's undergoing chemo. She's got three kids. She's trying to work going through this. She's behind in the rent. People get up off the couch, go to the realtor and make a donation, and they will. We raise three months' rent in, in two hours. Uh, that's just the way Pahrump is. We take care of our own. Understood. And, uh, Karen, we are coming to a close here. With the interview, I did not want to take up too much of your time, but I do really appreciate you being here. So I'm going to ask you just a few more things before I, before I uh, stop bothering you here and let you go on your way. Oh, it's not a bother, Michael. I'm enjoying it. Oh, okay. Excellent. You know, I'm curious, what exactly is uh, your favorite band or group or singer? What, what is that? Who is it? Well, I have so many. Um, I I love Whitney Houston. I love Celine Dion. Um, I love Hootie and the Blowfish. I mean, I'm I'm kind of all over the board. At Art's funeral, was there music being played? Yes, we played um, Midnight in the Desert. Oh, okay. Yeah, very curious to hear what you had to say about. Can that. I can I tell you my penny story? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Okay, Art and I argued over a penny. Over a penny. For a good, over a penny, for a good seven years at least. And what it was, I had went to the store, I got him something, I put down the receipt, I pulled the change out of my pocket. Art counts the change and he says, you owe me a penny. I said, well, then they must have shorted me at the store. I put all your change in my pocket and there's no penny. And he said, I want my penny. I said, I'm not giving you a penny. And he says, Karen, you're arguing with me about a penny. And I said, Art, it's the same penny you're arguing with me about. So this went on for years. At the funeral, I put a penny in his pocket. Oh. Well. Interesting. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. If, if you pray to your angels when someone is gone, they will give you a sign from, from that person. 
<clears throat> I have been finding pennies everywhere. Oh, my I found goodness. them in my car after it was detailed. I found it out by the trash can. I found them at the station. I found them in my closet. It's always one penny. Do you think that's art? I know it's art. That's the one sign he could send me that he knows I will know. That damn penny. That damn, that, that goddamn penny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that story, by the way. It, 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 it's true. It's good. It, it's good. really true. I, and I believe you 100%. That is an And every time movie. I find a penny, I just look up and say, really, Art? Just keep those pennies coming. They're adding up. Oh, that I art. talk to him every day. Do you? Yes, I do. My goodness. If, if I could only know what he thinks of all this going on right now, since he's been. Oh, he is. He is loving it. You know what I, I Art, figured? He loves to be Art, controversial in and out of that in and out of that booth. Let me tell you, Art was a drama king. He loves drama. <laughs> he really loves drama. Is that why you like the song "Dancing Queen"? I have no idea why he liked that song. That was a tasteless joke, by the way. You know, he um, <laughs> he loved drama. Every time I get sick, he'd say, "So, like, Karen, is your will in order?" I'd say, Art, I have a cold. I'm not dying. Well, you never know. Or the time oh, I had my. to go to the emergency room, and Paul, I had called Paul, and I said, keep an eye on the station. I'm going to the emergency room. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, Paul made the mistake of calling Art. Well, the next thing you know, I'm sitting in the emergency room, and I hear this big, booming voice. Where is she? And I went, oh, God, that belongs to me. And then he comes in. And he goes, well, what's wrong? I said, oh, I'm waiting for the doctor. So the doctor comes in, and Art steps between me and the doctor, and he said, you need to tell me what's going on. You know, she's not feeling well. And I said, so what are you going to do, interpret for the doctor? I mean, that was his part. <laughs> he loved the drama. Oh, yes. It certainly mm -hmm. seems that he really loved the drama. Oh, my God. You have no idea. No idea. Are there any more stories of this nature? I, I just, I, I'm loving That's this That's so what much. my book is going to be about. Oh, my gosh. Well, when, when I had to go to the hospital another time, and um, they had to move me to Vegas, and Art said, you know, what do you want me to do? I said, well, you got to take my car home. you got to get the dogs. Well, anyway, by the time I got down there, a nurse comes up to me, and she says, I have an Art Bell on the phone demanding to know everything, what's going on. I said, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, you better tell him or he will drive you insane for the rest of the night. And then when I recently, I had to go to the hospital and I would, they kept me there for four days. Recently. And Art knew I was bored to death, right? So 11 o'clock, he'd start texting me and then he'd get Paul in on it. So they text me all day long so I wouldn't be bored. To keep me amused. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's what my book is about. All these funny stories of, of art. And um, it, it, it goes way back to when he was grieving so badly. And every day I would give him purpose. You know, I'd say, when are you going to clean your car? Your car is just filthy. He says, I have people that do that. I said, you can do that. So... He called me later. I, I did the car. I cleaned the car. I said, oh, good. When are you cleaning the garage? 
I'm not cleaning the garage. Well, you need to clean the garage. I mean, this is how it went. And and Eve fell off of the garage at the station. So I called him and I said, you got to come over here. The Eve fell off. you got to put the drain thing back up. He says, I have people for that. I said, good grief, Art. If I had a ladder, I could do it myself. Could you just come over here? It'll take you two seconds. I mean, I just kept him doing something because he was in, he was such a mess when Ramona died. Yeah. And, um, I, I made him go to the doctor because he was starting to really spiral. And I said, you need to see the doctor. Yeah. That's um, what I, that's what I heard. Have him give give you something for your depression because you're getting cranky depressed and I don't like it. So he went to the doctor mm-hmm. and at that time he would call me every day at two o'clock when he'd get up because he was still doing his show. Um, so he slept later in the day. So two o'clock, he had went to the doctor before the day before and he told me the doctor gave him medicine and I said, good, now make sure you take your medicine. And two o'clock came the next day, no call. Three o'clock came, and I thought, well, maybe his medicine's making him sleep a little longer, you know? Three o'clock came, and there was no no call. So I started calling him, and he wasn't answering. Now I'm getting worried because I thought, oh, my God, you know, did he take all those pills? Because that's how depressed he was. Yeah. And I'm, So now I'm in the car, and I'm driving over there, and I'm screaming in the phone at him, and he's not picking up. And I finally said, all right, I'm coming around the corner. You either open the gate or I'm driving through it, and you can buy me a new car. Wow. <laughs> well, he, he opened he opened the gate, and he met me on the porch, and I think I scared the heck out of all the neighbors because I was screaming at him. Oh, my God. Oh, I was. You I was business. absolutely screaming at him. Don't you ever do this to me again. You scared me to death. And he just stood there looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Like a deer caught in the headlights, because I'm very, very short, and he's very, very tall. And, I mean, I was yelling at him. They can hear me across the street. So it it, it goes way back, way, way back, Uh, all of these stories. That's amazing. uh, Yeah, all these stories with art and so many fun memories, the the practical jokes we pull on each other. Um, I took them to the airport. They were going back to the Philippines, and— he timed it just right. I was backing into the garage when the phone rang, and he said, Karen, they won't let us on the plane. They said the baby has metal in her stomach or something. And I said, what? He goes, you know, all this Homeland Security stuff. And I said, oh, God, all right, I'm on my way to come get you. And then he starts laughing. I said, you know, you are such a dog. And I hung up on him. But then he was in the Philippines, and I would go over and, start the cars and flush the toilets and all of that at the house. So I thought, and they're getting ready to come home. So I call him in the Philippines and I acted like I was crying. And I said, um, <laughs> Did you? Art, yeah, I said, all right, you better sit down. And he goes, what's wrong? You're crying. I said, yes, I'm crying because I don't know how to tell you this. He goes, what? What? Are you dying? What? I said, well, you know, I went out to start the cars. He goes, Yeah. And I said, you know, I could have swore I had the Firebird in neutral. And I said, when I started it, um, I, when I let the clutch out, the it, you know how powerful it is, Art? It just jumped forward, and now your garage looks pregnant. And 
The Firebird looks like an accordion in the front, but they said they can fix it, Art. You don't have to worry. And I'm playing like I'm crying. And he goes, um, um, Karen, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to call you back. I said, okay. So a few minutes went by and he calls me back and I'm playing like I'm still crying. And he's going, Karen, you want to tell me what happened again? Well, it's okay. Your garage is pregnant looking and the front of the Firebird is like an accordion, but everybody says everything could be fixed. And he said, he, he's going, you, you wrecked my baby. I said, well, it wasn't intentional, Art. It was just, and then I started laughing. I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. And he said, you bitch. And I hung up oh my God. <laughs> Those are the kind of things <laughs> we did all the time. And he had this one woman, she's passed now, but she would uh, really post nasty things on her website. She put, um, monkey faces on Aaron and the baby. Oh no. Anyway, she really made she really made me angry. And um You know, that's one she posted uh, Karen, I just, I just want to stop you really quickly and say that's one thing about art and uh, the internet. You enter his name uh, on any search engine and all sorts of things come up. All sorts of um, I know. Y- you know the deal. Yeah. Well, I told she posted that art had uh, euthanized his cat so he could go to the Philippines where nothing could be further from the truth because I would ship them through a service and every time we shipped them back and forth it was $12,000. Um, so I would, I've shipped the cats to Art and I said to Art, don't post anything about the cats. I said, I'm going to get even with this woman once and for all. So what I did is I got some ashes from my neighbor's uh, fireplace, and then I broke up chicken bones because when they cremate you, all the bones don't fire. Some are left. And I put them in a fancy little box, and I wrote a note. Evie, I know you were upset about our cats, so I thought you'd want part of them, and I shipped them to her. She puts them up on eBay for sale Hmm. and says more nasty things. So then I said to Art, after I let that run for a couple of days, I said to Art, okay, Art, get the cats, get a newspaper for today, and take a picture and post it. Evie never bothered him again. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. But these, yeah, yeah. I told Evie, I asked her, I said, please stop doing these awful things to the Bell family, and she just kept it up. Yeah, that's sort so of. So these are the kind of mm-hmm, stories that, that right. are in my book. Yeah, that sort of harassment has sort of uh, died down. Well, yeah, Art would say to me, Karen, you, know, you can't let this stuff bother you, and I said it bothers me. When they say something about me, it doesn't bother me because my friends don't know who I am, and that's all that matters to me. Uh, most people that are posting stuff don't know me, so whatever they say, I I, I just let it roll off my back. But when they would be attacking uh, Art and the family, that got to be rather personal to me. Yeah, people get really nasty on the Internet, as you know. They do. They do. Yeah. They crossed the line. Yeah, they, she did. She did. And um, she had, basically I pulled her panties down and spanked her. Proverbially, yes. Yes. But and, she had it coming. Right. And so that's when Art mm-hmm. that's when I said to me, Karen, you know, I don't think I'm really ever gonna tick you off. 
I said, everybody's got a dark side, Art. Everybody's got a dark side. And that they do. Um, by, mm -hmm. by the way, Karen, I'm just curious. What's your opinion on uh, today's Coast to Coast AM? Oh, well, George and Ari and I went around a long time ago. Uh, I ran Coast to Coast even after Art was off of it. But then uh, George and Ari started getting a little nasty uh, concerning art. George got nasty. Uh, that? So, yeah, really. Did. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like the direction he was going, and that's when I canceled Coast to Coast. Um, I don't think. Well, I, I think George is 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 doing the best job George can do. Um, that he's no match for art. So to me, Coast to Coast just kind of went downhill. I think many people believe that. Yeah. And, and George has called me many times uh, to ask me uh, to put him back on K9. And I said, that would be a feather in your cap, wouldn't it? I said, you, you blast Art Bell, and then you can say, oh, I'm back on the radio station Art Bell used to own. And I said, that doesn't set well with me. It's not going to happen. Understood. I'm glad you're sharing this with me. Yeah. I've been very curious so, what your opinion was on George Nori. I I don't dislike him, but I don't I can't say that I would want to be his friend. Understood. And I've been around George myself. He's been kind to me. Well good. Maybe he's changing a little bit. But then again, everyone can be kind to each other. I tell everybody that every day. Be kind to one another. Right. I really do. I say that every day when I close. There's just not enough kindness in the world. There really isn't, especially in times like these today. Oh, I know. My God. I know. The, the country is so divided. And it is. And I say this all the time on my program, that we are just too entirely divided. It's ridiculous. We are. We are. I mean, and it, it, it is sad. It, it's really sad. You know, whether you whether you like our president or you don't, you still have to respect the office and that's why i have a problem i mean you're entitled to your opinions and what have you but the person that is president is your president and you need to respect that yeah very true i felt the same way mm -hmm. when when that lady made that that remark about uh, john mccain either if exactly you, yeah it doesn't really matter what side you're on i mean that's kind of cold-blooded to say that about someone and, you know, to be honest with you, uh, all these people coming out, all these women coming out of the woodwork, you know, about they slept with Trump or whatever. Sure. Quite honestly, Johnny Lunchbucket doesn't care what you do with your sex life. They really don't care. What they want to know is what are you going to do for me and my family? I mean, look at Kennedy. My God, he couldn't keep his pants up. That's but everybody true. loved him. Because he was doing good for the country. You know, that's that's the whole deal. Who you sleep with, when you sleep with them, is really none of our business. I agree. But yet the media makes makes such a big deal out of it. Um, you know, the stormy woman, that was consensual sex. So who cares? I mean, who cares? I want to know if my taxes are going to be lower. That's a great question, too. Mm -hmm. I hope. But, I mean, that's the whole point. Um, all this gibberish with, with the media is not getting down to the heart of things. Is the country doing better? 
what can we do to support whatever is going on to make the country better? You know, like I said, we don't care who you go to bed with. We really don't care. Oh, yes. What a, you know, this is a, a very fascinating time in the political spectrum. It's never been this yes, entertaining ever. Mm-hmm. No. You know, I wake up no. wondering when is what's the next scandal? When's the next? Um, who said this or that? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's terrible it, to think that way, but I mean, I'm excited to wake up sometimes just to know what the latest is. Well, yes, this is true, but I also I don't think the media is being very fair to Trump. I really don't. Um, they don't like his deal with North Korea. I mean, they should be really applauding that because we may have nuclear peace with them. Um, That's true. But instead, we're still dragging him through the mud. I mean, let's give the guy a chance. That is a big deal, though. I've never thought we would see that. No, me neither. Yeah. Wild times. But they're certainly not applauding him about it. I mean, it's it's kind of uh, a sad situation. It's a little downplayed, and that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they haven't really mm-hmm. put him over that well in the media. Well, let's face it, sex sells. Of course. So you know they want their ratings up. So you know they're going to dig up the dirt. Right, and as you know, journalism is just completely butchered and done away here in America. It's it's an awful thing. Real journalism is long gone. Well, I have a thing posted in in the on air studio. Um, Real journalism is trying to get both sides of the story and treat it fairly. So when I'm doing interviews, I always invite someone opposing to please call in. Um, I try to make it as fair as I possibly can and not lopsided. Yeah, that, that's a good way to run it, to have two opposing views and have them um, well, bow it out. That's why I have that little sign to remind me, <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Let's get both sides of this story. Let the listener decide. Correct. Hey, you're, mm-hmm. on point, you're on point, Karen. I, I really have appreciated um, our time together. It's been a very nice evening, and I, I do want to welcome you back onto the program again and a later time, probably around when you are promoting your book. Oh, well, I got to finish it first. Don't worry. You'll finish it quickly. I, I think. I hope so. I think tonight kind of um, – Gave you even more ideas to look back into. Well, like I said, I've kept journals on art all these years because I never wanted to forget all of this funny stuff. I, I just uh, I didn't want to ever forget it. So I just journaled it all these years. Very nice, Karen. Again, I, I do want to thank you very much for being a part of the program here. And we'll have to do this again. Thank you. Yeah, Thank well, you for having me. I, I enjoyed talking with you, and uh, I hope we can do it again. Oh, of course, of course. We'll we'll do this again in the very near future. Karen, good night, and stay safe out there. Oh, I will. And everybody, good night. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Karen. My goodness. I hope you have enjoyed the program here tonight. If you are listening to this, uh, keep in mind that you can listen every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 11 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the TuneIn Radio. My name is Michael. Thanks for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Mary,
I could tell that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me like, now they're How appropriate. I wish I could be in that frame with Holden right now. It's crazy. I have no idea if this is really cool.